Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of the month of Ba'una and the Gospel reading today, the Lord Jesus Christ is speaking about how the Lord fulfills all of our needs and give us, gives us everything that is good. And he compares uh, his providence, his, his giving, to that of other human relationships. So he gives, for instance, the example of a father and a son. And he says, if a father is able to give good things to the child, how much more our Father in heaven would, be, would give us good things. He also gave us the example of a persistent friend who comes and knocks at the door at night asking for food. And he said even if his friend does not want to get up um, out of love to give him the food that he is seeking, but simply because of his persistence, because he keeps knocking and knocking and knocking at the door, he would get up and to give him um, all that he has. So, the, And then his conclusion at the end is, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So he's saying if we who are evil are able to do good for one another, if we are able to give to one another, if we are able to uh, show kindness and generosity and serve one another, how much more is our Father in heaven going to give us all of these good things and give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And if we look at how God says he compares himself with with us or maybe even what our expectations are of him. He says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Which means that God is greater than anything we have ever conceived. God is greater than anything we have ever conceived. And this is what the Lord is trying to get the point across, is whatever it is that we have experienced in the world, God is greater than this. Whatever love we have experienced in the world, God is greater than this love. Whatever kindness we have experienced in the world, God is greater than this kindness. And he wants us to put him above everything else that we know, because the reason that we look to him and that we worship him is because he is indeed greater than everything else we have ever experienced. And so we can look and see how is it that he is greater than what we expect? How is it that the promises of God are even greater than what we expect? No matter how much we read about them, no matter how much we learn about them, no matter how much he tells us about them, what God has in store for us and what God promises us is actually greater than even what we can imagine. The first way that he is greater than what we expect is he gives us a purpose greater than what we thought possible. Um, the, the apostles were originally fishermen. And as fishermen, they would have known that having no education, not being literate, they would spend the rest of their life as fishermen. This is, was expected. They knew that they would be fishermen. Their, 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 their generation before them was fishermen. They would be fishermen. Maybe their children would be fishermen. And this is just the life that they have. And they were maybe content with this life. But when the Lord called them, he says, Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. The thing that the Lord offered them, the purpose that the Lord gave them, uh, the change of life that the Lord wrought in them was far greater than anything they could have imagined. There was nothing in this, in their plan or thinking that they were going to go and do what is it that the Lord asked. So he gave them a purpose greater than what was thought possible. 
Also, the Lord gives us purpose. Maybe we find ourselves uh, in a specific career, uh, in a specific family setup, a different situation in our life. But the Lord calls us actually to something greater than these things. He calls us to be an ambassador of Christ, just as the apostles were, to spread the word of God, whether it's through our actions or through our words, in whatever place that we are, so that we also participate in, in this preaching, in this ministry that the apostles themselves uh, began the, the, the establishment of the church. You know, now we are in the apostles' fast, and during this time, we remember the work of the apostles, how they labored and preached and traveled from place to place, uh, planting the seeds of the word of God all over the world, which then became uh, very fruitful and became the church as we know it today. This was the purpose and the mission that they had been given. And we also have this mission to continue the work that they had begun, to spread this word, to to uh, sow the seed in all of these different places. And this is a purpose that is greater than maybe whatever purpose we think of ourselves, whatever vocation that I have, what the Lord calls us for is actually far greater because it is has an eternal an eternal effect that the the seeds that we plant that the words that we preach that the good example that i am in front of others that through this actually people could be saved and have eternal life so he gives us a purpose greater than what we thought possible he also makes us to see wonders greater than what we thought possible miracles the works of god working in our lives greater than what we thought possible nathaniel uh, who became an apostle, came to him because Philip, his friend, called him to come and see the Lord Jesus Christ. And when, the, he, when Nathaniel believed in the Lord Christ, he was impressed because the Lord knew things about his life that there was no other way that he could have known. He said, I saw you sitting under the fig tree, um, which is something that uh, there was no way that the Lord could have known. So he, he revealed his his omnipotence to Nathaniel by telling him something that no one could know. Um, and so Nathaniel believed. And so the Lord responded to him and says, you marvel at this, that I, that I know this about you. He says, you will see greater works than these. Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So even what the Lord promises us is greater than what we imagine. Maybe we believe that God has a certain type of life in store for us, um, a certain path of life. But God is saying, no, it is even greater than you think. The glory, my glory will be manifested in you in some way. And it calls us to be living a life of obedience, a life of humility, to see and manifest this life in us. But the Lord makes us to see wonders greater than what we thought possible. The, the, the transformation of a person from a person who is living in darkness <clears throat> to a child of the light, this is something great that we see such a thing happen in our lives. That the way that we see the Lord working in the church, the way we see the Lord working in the body of believers, the way that we see the Lord working to preserve the faith and to spread the faith and to protect his children, all of these are ways that we see the Lord working and preparing for us the path of salvation so that we can spend eternity with him in heaven. <clears throat> so he makes us to see wonders greater than what we thought possible. Also, he is closer to us than what we thought possible. In Psalm 65, it says, Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you, that he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. We sometimes consider that God is always far away. We, we see him maybe as being distant 
from us because we don't see him very clearly. We feel like he is the God of the cosmos. He is the God of the infinite. He's the God of everywhere. But he is also the God of the here and now. He is the God of being present. He's the God who dwells inside of us. He is closer to us than maybe we imagine or what we conceive. And this is also another characteristic of God, of how he shows us his greatness, that it is beyond even what we can fathom, that the God of the universe is also the God of me the God of myself, the God who cares about my individual circumstances and situations, the God who hears all of the prayers of each of us individually, not just as a group, but as an individual, that when I call out to Christ, he hears my voice and he listens and he responds to me uh, personally in a very intimate and private way. He enables us to do the heavenly works even while we are still in the flesh. Even while we are still here in the flesh, even while we are still living here on the earth, he, he, he dwells in us and allows us to participate with him in the heavenly work. This is also a testament to his closeness. How close is he to each one of us? Number four, he gives us authority greater than what we thought possible. Authority greater than what we thought possible. And Matthew 19 says, So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. When he's speaking to the apostles and he tells them that I have prepared 12 thrones for you in heaven, that you will come and you will sit with me. I will have a throne and each of you also will have a throne. This authority that the Lord had given mankind from the very beginning, the authority that he had given to Adam, that over time and through our sin, we lost. We lost the authority that God had given us. We became subject to sin, dwelling in darkness, darkening our spirit, separated from God. But the Lord is seeking to restore us back to the authority that he wanted us to have from the beginning, that he says what we will judge, that we will be judges, that we will, we will sit on thrones, that, we, that he, is, he is allowing us to be with him, and he shares his glory with us, and he shares his authority with us. This is also something maybe greater than what we can imagine. Maybe in our lives we find ourselves having very little authority or very little power, feeling always victimized, feeling always that we are unable to do what it is that we want. But the Lord is calling us to a life that is greater than this, a life where we are able to function and to, like, according to the pattern that He has called us for from the beginning, to have authority, to have power, to have glory, to share all of these things with Him. Number five, He seeks to bless us more than what we thought possible. When Nathan the prophet is rebuking King David after he sinned, after he committed sin, and he was listing for him all of the things that he had given him. He listed him all of the, the ways that he had blessed him. And he said what? And if that had been too little, I also would have given you much more. Like he's telling King David, even after all of these blessings that I have given you, if even you felt that this was not sufficient enough, then I would have added to them even more and more and given you even more. Meaning the Lord had no limit on what he was willing to give. He had no limit on, on what he wanted King David to have or what he wants us to have. Now that doesn't mean that everything we seek from God is good and he will ask, he will give us everything we desire, everything we ask of him because many times maybe we ask things that are going to be harmful to us. But the reason that God restricts himself from giving is not because he is stingy or because he doesn't want us to enjoy ourselves or enjoy our life, but maybe because the thing I ask for it will be harmful to me. But he wants us to have an abundance. He is the God of abundance. He has infinite resources. And just again, as a father loves his son, loves his daughter, wants to share those resources with us. 
A father who is very wealthy, for instance, is going to share his wealth with his children. He's going to buy them very nice things. He's not going to hoard it for himself and say, no, I'm not going to give my children because I'm going to enjoy it all myself. He gives the example here of the love of a father to a son, just as the father loves the son, so also the Lord loves us and he will share with us and give with us. Whatever is his will become ours because he has given it to us, because we inherit it, because we are his children and heirs and inheritors of everything that is his. So he reminds us here of the plenty, the abundance, the things that the Lord wants to give to each of us. Number six, he gives us a reward greater than what we thought possible. Even when we try to fathom or imagine, what is the reward that God has in store for us? In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, St. Paul says, But it is written, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Meaning, there is no one who can even begin to imagine what is it that God has prepared? What is the, the joy that God has prepared for us? Something that is far, far removed from the sadness and suffering that we experience in the world. He says, you have not even considered. You don't even, you don't even have any clue at all of how great it is to be in heaven, how great it is to be with God, how great it is to receive the reward from him. So his, the reward is greater also than what we thought possible. There is no way we can fathom it. Finally, he carries the burdens that are unbearable for us. Maybe something that I have a difficult time believing or understanding is how is it that the Lord can remove the burden that I carry, the burdens and the pains of the sufferings that I've experienced in my life, the broken relationships, the sadness, the disappointments, the missed opportunities, the sins, all of the things and burdens that I carry. How is it that this load could ever be removed from me? But the Lord says in Matthew chapter 11, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So truly, if we come to him, and we truly believe in faith that he is able to lift the burdens that we carry, then he will lift them, and we will find ourselves light and refreshed and joyful, and not having to carry the weight and the burden of all the sufferings that maybe we have experienced in our life. And this is also something greater than what we can imagine. Maybe we do, cannot imagine that there is a time where such burdens could be lifted, where I could be uh, walking without the baggage, walking without the pain, walking without the suffering of the past. But this is actually what he tells us. He says, come and bring your burdens to me and I will carry them for you. And you do not have to carry them anymore yourself. And this will be something joyful, something joyful for all of us. So this is also maybe something beyond my ability, beyond my ability to recognize or to understand how is it possible that the Lord does this. All of these things that we've talked about are things that are greater than our understanding, beyond our understanding. How is the God? How is it possible that God would do all such things for us? It is because He is God, and we are we are human beings. We don't have His capabilities. We don't have His 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 way of seeing things and of doing things. And again, just as He gave the example, if the if a father loves his son so much that he would give him good things, how much more does the Lord love us and seek to give us good things? So may God help us to meditate and contemplate on his, the depth and magnitude of his love so that we, when we look to him, we see truly that in him we can find peace and rest and comfort and joy and that there is nothing at all that we lack. And glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.